if I mysteriously go missing, funny thing is Mr. Beast said, if that happens, can I have Twitter? And Elon <laughs> Musk responded, okay. Welcome to the Chasing Mountains podcast. Your host, Dave Rumer and Jacob Colgan. Learning and growing from the best in business. Nice. Should I bring us in? Yeah. Well, first off, let's change it from Chasing Mountains podcast to the Elon Musk podcast, because this man <laughs> brings some drama to the table. Mm, yes, he does. Yes, sir. Keeps rolling in. All right. What's going on, man? <clears throat> News. Yes. So welcome to the Chasing Mountains podcast. I'm Dave Rumer. This is Jacob Colgan, and we're talking again about Elon Musk. Um, we've said before, he's a moving target. He keeps uh, keeps doing stuff. And so we want to tell you about it. Did, there's a podcast called the Tesla Daily Podcast. And I thought, how in the world will this be successful? <laughs> Talking about one man and one company and he does not fail to deliver. They got a lot to talk about Dude, now. they really do. So oh. so recently, as we've talked about, he's buying Twitter. That's the, that's the plan anyway. Um, <clears throat> what's going on now though is that uh, he has put a pause potentially on, on the deal. Uh, he cited... Uh, a report, I guess, that that says that somewhere in the neighborhood of 5%, maybe more, of Twitter users are actually bots. And um, so, yeah, now he's sort of considering... That's back. not a small number. No. Well, and, and uh, you know, obviously that would mean that Twitter is potentially overvalued uh, because there's not near as many users as what was claimed. I mean, a bot, an AI bot is not a user. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about on this show before how one of his goals going into the purchase of Twitter was to actually reduce the bots, um, you know, ideally eliminate bots by identifying real human users. Um, so it's kind of weird to me now that he's saying, hold on a second, there's supposedly bots. I'm not sure I want to buy anymore because that was a like a stated goal. We talked about it before on the show. Um, what do you think? I kind of wonder if this is a move. I think he probably, he had to have known. He had to have known how many bots there were on it. I mean, this man is not an idiot. I think he probably did some research on it, obviously, because he wanted to authenticate humans. But I almost feel like Twitter maybe has been incentivized to not really clean up the mess because then the numbers are higher. Mm. They they can sell more advertisement when they say there's this many people on the platform this age activating this much. I mean, if they don't have that many active users and most of the active users are actually bots just spamming people— that's a huge issue. Yeah. I mean, do you think he should continue with the sale? I think it could be a play as well, though, because now he's in a position, uh, as he's been a few times in this in this negotiation, where uh, he has the potential to like tank the stock price. Because if he decides not to buy and he says no, there's too many bots, that's not that's Dude. not going to be good for the shareholders and for the stock price. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he may be in a position now to say. Yeah, it's it's not worth as much as I was going to pay forty four million. So I I need it for less, mm-hmm. um, especially if he's able to identify that you know that it is in fact true. This five percent or more, or whatever is, uh, I think that's the number. Um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. And meanwhile, you've got I guess you know some high level leadership at Twitter that's that's jumping ship. Um, Why do they want to jump ship so much? Why if they really believed that those values that they hold are important? Why wouldn't they just stick with it and try to influence the company from within in a positive way instead of just throwing a hissy fit and demanding to leave? Like, what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, th- there could be more to it. Mm. If if some reports are already coming out that 
there are more bots than what was publicly disclosed. There, there could be other things that haven't been, haven't been publicly disclosed. Um, there's always been talk about the Twitter algorithm and, uh, you know, some accounts and some posts and some channels being, um, kind of choked off compared to others. Uh, you know, it, it could be a sign that there's some stuff going on in Twitter that people don't want to be associated with mm-hmm. when, when the veil is sort of pulled back. And that's definitely Elon Musk's plan. So, um, but I think obviously there's a lot of misalignment and values between, I think, Elon Musk and, and those that are currently at Twitter. So it's weird that we live in a time where free speech, just mentioning that word is somehow controversial. Like just let people talk it out whether they're right or they're wrong. And I think that's where it can be kind of dangerous when you are reallocating free speech to hate speech, then you can, who's controlling whether it's hate speech or not. Mm. Um, And I know it's a private company. They can do what they want. Elon. Well, it's not right now. Well, no. Right. I mean, still not. No, no, it's not. I'm meaning it's, it's a company. It's not, it's not a, like a, a government is more so what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I hopped on Twitter more lately than I ever have. Uh, he is a troll and it's kind of funny. I, I think he's a memester, man. Yeah. It's, it's entertaining. He mentioned something. I couldn't find the tweet I was looking for, but it, it said something about if I mysteriously go missing something about that. And funny thing is Mr. Beast said, if that happens, can I have Twitter? And Elon <laughs> Musk responded, okay. Okay. And, he, and then he, excuse me, Mr. Beast responded with no takesy backsies. Mm. So, um, there's a paper trail now. There's a paper trail. So, if Elon wouldn't that goes be the missed- weirdest thing? If uh, Mr. Beast, like, if for those that don't know, uh, actually, I was gonna, you should, you know, more about Mr. Beast. We're actually gonna do a podcast, but just give a quick, like, who is this guy? Mr. Beast is a 24 year old YouTuber who started like 11 years ago, just posting as much content as possible. And he blew up, but he blew up in an interesting way where he would like count to 100,000. He would say (laughs) the word PewDiePie a hundred thousand times or whatever it was, or for 24 hours straight. It, it was crazy stuff. He would like bury himself alive for 50 hours and just do YouTube videos on it. But the man is a business pro because he understands that he's got to scale it. He knows he's the character. He's the main person but he delegates pretty good. He has editors. He has multiple channels. He, he does philanthropy like better than most like nonprofits. He, he, he's, he's impressive to me and he's 24. I'm 40 basically. And I will do a podcast on him in the future, but yes, uh, the, the paper trail is there. He asked Elon Musk if something does go missing or if he goes missing or mysteriously dies, Mr. Beast gets it. We'll see. Let's hope not. First off, who it's has just, who has the balls to just text that out? Look, if you do go missing, uh, you know, can I have Twitter now? <clears throat> now, if he goes missing, I feel like Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast. Is, he's going to be, uh, you know, the number one person of interest. Mm-hmm. One thing I do love about Mr. Beast, and we'll talk about on the podcast, the kid is obsessed. He he'll try a thumbnail ten different ways, twenty different ways this shade of green, that shade of green, and he'll test out what the algorithm liked and what people like. And then he'll, then he'll, that'll be his final one. And he'll change it six months later. Hmm. He is obsessed with finding the best way to create the best video. I'm sorry, but that's impressive. And he's. Maybe it'd be <clears throat> great to lead Twitter then. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, 
Elon Musk, I swear to God, get it for cheaper. And I think this is the way he's doing it. I think he's, I personally think it's a, it's a little bit of a play um, exposing how many bots there actually are. I think they're shocked and how many they're, you know, 5% is not a small number. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, it's one in 20. Jeez. And if, I mean, that's kind of a lot. Yeah. So, and these aren't like just fake accounts and they're doing nothing. They're actively putting out propaganda or trying to sell you something or trick people into getting their Bitcoin, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> If this guy keeps moving at this rate, there'll probably be more for us to talk about. But which, by the um, way, did you see his dance he did? Unfortunately, yeah, I did. <laughs> I think, dude, it's almost like he knows that people are going to meme that out, and so he did it on purpose. Just, uh, I don't think he cares. I just, yeah, I don't think he cares either. He just, I, there's something uh, you got to respect it, right? Yeah, there's something that's kind of really wonderful about a CEO a, a He's multi CEO as we've talked about, but who's just like sort of just like bah, bah, I'm going to throw this out yeah. there. I'm going to throw this content. I'm just going to say that like it's not hyper guarded mm-hmm. or super structured. He doesn't have this PR team. Now it gets him in trouble sometimes, as oh, yeah. we've talked about, where he's run into issues even now with potentially the SEC and some of the things he's disclosed or not disclosed. But um, I mean, for goodness sakes, he went on to Joe Rogan and smoked weed with him, and he asked basically. He asked Joe, "Is like, is it legal here?" And he's like, "Oh, of course, yeah, we're in California." And he smoked a little bit, put it down, whatever. Stock price just tanked the next day, and it cracks me up. A normal CEO would never, ever think about doing that, especially the size of podcast Joe Rogan has. They probably wouldn't go on the Joe Rogan podcast no. just because it's it's not uh, it's too free form mm. and it's. It's too real and authentic. And, and you can't be on something for three hours and fake it. Yeah. Like. And so it's, it's kind of nice. It's kind of yeah. cool to see it. It is funny how many people hate Elon Musk though. And they just hate that he's successful. I look at that and I go, look, you know, we got a comment where someone's like, you shouldn't, you know, worship these people. And it's like, no, we're not worshiping these people. It's like respect. You're talking about a nerd from Africa who went from creating his own little game to now he's a CEO of multiple billion dollar corporations and he's kind of doing a hostile takeover. It's you got to respect the game a little bit. Um, Yeah. And it just keeps getting more and more interesting. mm -hmm. Or how many people, this one bothers me and maybe we'll take this out because it's a little political, but how many people are saying, Oh, you could cure or excuse me, end world hunger with your money. Number one, the math does not make sense. And number two, why is it his responsibility? Isn't, the, is, isn't it the responsibility of governments who have way more money than Elon Musk ever has? Why, why do you think people hate on billionaires so much? And why, why do they always come up with, with your money, we could cure, you know, world hunger or poverty? Yeah. I don't know what you're asking me. Yeah, I'm asking I you. mean, I think it's a, a big oversimplification of, of how to solve the problem. Um, solving world hunger is far more expensive and complex than I think the average person thinks that it is. Um, if you, if you study it and you look into it and you look into the research, um, there's lots of governments around the world whose population is in poverty and they have the kind of money they have billions and billions of dollars. 
um, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of what we're talking about, 230 billion is what Mm -hmm. Elon Musk has. Um, So like there are governments that, that have that kind of money that haven't solved world hunger. Um, Also, most of the data shows that $230 billion would solve it temporarily Mm -hmm. for a pretty short period of time. Not to mention all of the, the um, direct employees of Elon Musk's, Musk at, at all of his companies, all of the third-party suppliers that um, are probably much more expansive and probably um, more global. There's probably all kinds of um, you know, parts suppliers um, and raw material suppliers that are um, around the world and you know, different kinds of, of factories and, and product providers that are uh, you know, in business to serve Elon Musk's corporation. So those folks and and those subsidiaries are all kept, you know, out of poverty, poverty, earning wages. Um, and you know, it, it also, that, that argument doesn't take into account all the things Elon Musk is doing to forward civilization. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's looking at space exploration. He's looking at, you know, electric vehicles, uh, you know, tunneling under the ground through the boring company to change how we do our transportation. Um, the, and, and all the research in, you know, power supply, whether it's, you know, like the Tesla batteries, um, solar is getting into that. So like, or, um, not, is it Skylink? Starlink. Starlink. Um, I mean, these are some pretty revolutionary things that I think are, are set to change how we live life, to change our, you know, civilization as we know it. And well, not um, to mention that most people just don't understand when they say he's worth $235 billion doesn't mean he has $235 billion sitting in a bank account. Well, that's my point. I I, I uh, would, I mean, I have to think he doesn't. There's no way no. that he does. Most of that has to be wrapped up in, in the form of an investment in his companies. And that's my point is that essentially to solve world hunger by that argument, you'd have to liquidate all of those, uh, presumably liquidate all those organizations um, which and, would, and you would in the process of, of liquidation, like in, in the process of that, the company would like the stock would tank because right. if you're trying to sell off all your stock, people think what's going on. I got to dump too. something's happening. And then basically before he could sell all of his stock, the stock would be worth almost nothing. Right. But and, it would also mean that the, the full value to civilization of right. Starlink would never be realized. Um, what he's working to create with the boring company. Uh, what he's looking to accomplish yeah. with, um, you know, uh, everything with Tesla. I mean, he's, there's been a lot, but I mean, Tesla has been a huge success, but I mean, I think there's Bobby, a lot can more. You can you actually do. check and see how many employees work for Elon between all of his companies or just Tesla? I mean, I mean, it seems like if you really want to uh, help the, the poor people or, or solve poverty, it's, you know, get good jobs out there for people in, that's what he's doing. He's creating well, a lot of just, jobs. Like it's a big deal that he's creating jobs, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is he's also, he's also pursuing things that will change life as we know it potentially. Right. So, I mean, through the free market and through the um, innovation that he's pursuing through technology and other things, um, there will be other opportunities created to bring um, entire regions, uh, perhaps the entire world mm. out of, Poverty and in and, and to improve the lives of people around the entire world. That's that's kind of I mean that's what I believe, and I think that that is kind of the going argument for, um, or against I should say, um, this this whole idea that like he should just liquidate everything and give his entire wealth mm-hmm. 
to the cause of poverty based on, you know, these are, these are human beings that are putting together these projections, by the way. And a lot of these projections, when somebody says on a report, you know, Oh, uh, X amount of dollars uh, at this time, at this place could solve world hunger. Well, could it really like, and for how long really an exhaustive report? Have we really pulled all the experts? Because there's a lot of experts that also disagree with that. So um, anyway, Bobby, sorry. What were, were you able to find that? Yeah, it says between Tesla and SpaceX, um, there's more than 100,000 people combined. That's his employees, not including the third-party companies that supply them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, presumably, thank you, Bobby, the the people working at SpaceX and and working at Tesla, working at the Boring Company, like, these are probably some pretty pretty well-off wealthy folks. I mean, these are software developers. These are people that are engineers. um, You know, they're, they're not... In poverty, and if they don't work at these companies, they're not going to be in poverty. They're going to go work somewhere else. Sure. Um, and you know, the the SpaceX employee that you know no longer works ex- at SpaceX is going to go work at Blue Origin or, or you know, mm-hmm. like some other like NASA or something. But well, look at uh, even some of these other uh, like third world countries are now prepping for all the 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 lithium, the lead, the sure, nickel yeah. that they need. All the resources. It's, yeah. it's basically creating entire industries that before the EV. It was kind of, there was a niche group of people in different states that had a monopoly on it. And these people are going in. They need so much resources right now to fill all the battery needs mm-hmm. that it's it's helping out a lot of countries too. I just I just don't like that they've- And, and they've, those are the folks, by the way, I think that, that do stand to benefit in a huge way when we talk about lifting uh, communities out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's certain communities in, in, you know, regions of the world where they're mining for these resources- um, those are local people that are often brought in to like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's definitely an international multi-billion dollar company that comes in and says, okay, we're going to mine for this resource here. But typically they'll hire a lot of folks from those, those regions and provide jobs. Um, So, you know, which, which helps those local regional economies in oftentimes, you know, second and third world countries. So theoretically, let's just say they did liquidate entirely all of his stocks, everything, and nothing went down as priced, out right now, sold. Let's just say they got $235 billion. Who are they going to give it to? Government? Right. And they don't have a great track record of spending it correctly. So it's like, I don't like that argument. I mean, I do like when CEOs give back and they, they, you know, there's, there's, what's that, what's that pledge that the billionaires do where when they die, they're going to give half their wealth to charity. I forget what that's called. The, the billionaire pledge or something. I don't know. Most of the billionaires do it. I'm not a billionaire, so I don't know how that <clears throat> yeah. works. Yeah. If I was, I'd, I'd maybe I'd pledge for that. I think that seems like a good cause. I'm almost thinking it would be bad. Is it, it just, legit? It's legit. Like uh, I know Bill Gates did it. Uh, Warren Buffett's done it, and a bunch of other billionaires. And, and the the idea of just giving all that wealth to your children too, it, it could be damaging to. Oh sure. You, you know they've got to want it. They got to. They got to. Oh, I'm sure they want it. No, what I mean <laughs> is they need to have a desire of their own. They can't just. Yeah. You know, they, there's a lot that they can do. And, and I think at a certain age, people start to worry about, um, you know, their legacy and yeah. what they, they, they do. And um, there are, we've talked about this before, where capitalism can bring out the worst in people, but it also can bring a lot of wonderful things like space travel, electric cars. I mean, people hate on Elon, but at the end of the day, all the major organizations said it wasn't possible and he came in and proved him wrong. And now they're all playing catch up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious. Uh, what do you guys think? Make sure you leave a comment. Let us know. Uh, you know, this this whole idea of sort of solving world hunger. Um, you know, obviously we've kind of expressed our our thoughts, um, which which could probably be summarized in that 
the data is a little bit inefficient to confirm whether or not $230 billion could actually solve world hunger successfully and long-term. Um, but yeah, I mean, so open to discussion. So, uh, you know, that's what we do here. So, uh, we, we'd be happy to see comments, talk about it. So feel free to leave your comment. Um, and while you're at it, like, and subscribe. So Elon Musk will probably keep talking about the guy. If all this, all this keeps up, um, it's just one thing after the next, right? I think so. We should start posting memes that he post because they're really funny. They're, they are really funny. It's just, we were, I think, I I don't think we were rolling when we were talking about this before, but the, the idea of like a, uh, the CEO of a company who is just like, there's no sort of, there's no filter. There's no filter. There's no, uh, layer of like, like an entire team of PR employees, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, are, are basically like checking and double checking all the messaging that goes, he's just like, boom, send it off on Twitter. Here's my, here's my thoughts. And, uh, and typically they're sarcastic and pretty directed. And, but, but man, can it move the market? That's why the oh, SEC yeah. hates him. Is because he'll make a tweet and then boom, the stock price goes up. And it's come back to bite him a few times. Yeah. And it probably will again. But, yeah. uh, you know, I think for him, he, he obviously thinks it's like worth the. How many followers does he have? I'm curious. It's like, it's a lot. How remember. many of them are bots? That's the question. 5%. <laughs> Whoa, well, well, this is way more than I expected. 93 million. That's how many followers that's he a has. Lot. That's a lot. 112, he follows 112 people. Let's see if I'm one of them. Oh, wow. No, Doubt I'm it. not. Oh, Mr. Beast is on the top. Kathy Woods. He follows Kane Brown. That's funny. <laughs> we we kind of know him. Yeah, we do kind of know him. Yeah. We know his guitarist. Dane. We know his uh, Hi, manager Dane. better. Martha. She's She's awesome. So anyways, well, that's it. We're Chasing Mountains Podcast. We're out. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. Please leave a comment with your questions or business endeavors. We would love to be a part of your journey. If you would like to hear more, please like and subscribe. The thoughts and opinions on this show do not reflect those of our advertisers, employers, or other affiliates. The content should not be considered legal or financial advice. The Chasing Mountains podcast is a production of Chasing Mountains Media. Copyright 2022.